We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in. Welcome back. Oh, okay. I never thought there would be a David Brenner mention on this show, but David Schuster brought that to us. And I never thought there'd be a David Brenner text, but the 815 says that he learned to play craps by watching a VHS tape hosted by David Brenner. And of course, the person's a member of the WB Club. You awaken ba- If you're from 815, you're awakened Baker. We know that. Meantime, <clears throat> joining us on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park. Welcome back to the Score Airwaves, a wellness check on our odds maker that we wanted to give odds to to keep him busy. He's Eli Hershkovich. How you doing, Eli? You healthy? You okay? You all right? Yeah, doing good, guys. I'm still a little bit upset with Grody because he, he brought up Illinois' comeback against Arizona earlier in the week. It was the 15-year anniversary, and he mentioned Luther Head and not Darren Williams. Still pissed off, Grody. Why? Because Darren Williams spurred the comeback. You can't just mention one player and not the other. It's a disgrace. Okay. All right. That's that's harsh stuff. Do we uh, do we have Mark? Did we drop Mark? Is he there? I guess not. Eli wanted <laughs> to. I, he wanted to set. Um, we wanted to give you something to do. We wanted to keep your those odd setting muscles, and we also I. I with no games going on, especially at the time when you would you would shine as you did last year as we get through March Madness, um, I wanted to we wanted to help you keep those those muscles strong. So something like this. Assuming the isolating and quarantining goes on for the rest of this calendar year, in the next nine to eighteen months, so a year from December, let's say. Uh, or a year, year, so a year from Thanksgiving or so, will there be more United States marriages, uh, divorces, or babies? <laughs> yeah, so I set this line at divorces at minus one thirty and babies plus one ten. I know babies might uh, might seem more interesting to people, or it might get more interest because what else are people going to do these days? But you're in, you're stuck in the house with your wife or your husband or your your significant other. And it's going to go wrong. So 
Minus 130 to me seems like the right price. Even though there's a little bit of juice there, I would bet on divorces and feel pretty good about it. Okay. All right. (laughs) In a poll of GMs, if they only had one phone call they could make, let's say GMs or, or agents in the NFL, poll of NFL GMs, NFL agents, one phone call. Would it go first to Bill O'Brien or Ryan Pace? You know, as much as much as I've hated on Ryan Pace this offseason, I mean, who hasn't? You freaking signed Jimmy Graham to a two-year, $60 million contract. But Bill O'Brien traded away one of the best receivers in the NFL, maybe the guy behind Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins. So as bad as Ryan Pace's offseason has been, uh, I would set the odds at Ryan Pace minus 115. So a little bit of juice there. And then Bill O'Brien at minus 105. It's a really close call because while you trade away one of the best wideouts in the league, you sign an aging tight end to a, a deal that no one was competing with you for. Nobody. No team in the NFL. So I would I would still call Ryan Pace. Uh, but Bill O'Brien is, is not too far away. How much carryover in the Pace line could there be, should there be, is there in your uh... – in your world in setting this line, if you include the draft capital, the price paid for Trubisky, who appears to be a bridge quarterback from Mike Glennon to Nick Foles. <laughs> it's, it's, a fair, it's a fair point. I mean, you trade up you trade up for a backup quarterback to Nick Foles if he ends up starting in week one. It's, it's a funny way to put it. Yeah, I mean, I, the Texans did draft Deshaun Watson. They didn't. They didn't trade up to get Mitchell Trubisky. They they did draft a uh, national championship winning quarterback and uh, a guy who a guy who's had a lot of success. Lost in the divisional round of the Chiefs, but still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, MVP candidate going back to last season too, and the year before that too. So yeah, if you want to go back the last few years, maybe I'm looking at it this this off season. But if you want to go back the last few years. Maybe I will give the call to Bill O'Brien. We'll, we'll flip the line. We'll put, we'll put Bill O'Brien at minus 115 and Ryan Pace at minus 105. How's that? How's that, Steve? It's close either way. I can see that. That's great. <laughs> Hi, Eli. Hey, Eli. hey Grody. Grody here with. I, yeah, I decided, to, uh, I decided to call you out at the beginning of the conversation saying that you should have uh, tweeted Darren Williams along with Luther Head in your – in your uh, anniversary tweet for Illinois' comeback against Arizona, and unfortunately, uh, you weren't there to respond, but you were probably pissed off as all. Well, no, I did respond. And I, I said that I, in that game, Darren Williams um, did, I, I did say he, at least in the tweet conversation, he. I, I do believe that in that game, he earned the number three overall draft pick. But, but, young Eli, if you go back and watch that game, <laughs> Luther Head down the stretch, hamstring injury and all, like they don't get into overtime if it's not for Luther Head. He made the biggest play. And there's there's a maybe a little bit of an argument, but you got to choose Luther Head over Darren Williams in that game. Fine, I'll I'll give that to you. That's a good point. Overcoming the injury and playing well down the stretch, but to not even get Darren Williams a mention, to not even say D. Will is a disgrace, Mark. I, well, I, I had to pick. You know, I like to kind of go B side. The obvious choice there would be would be Darren Williams. You know, I couldn't go. I, I could have gotten really fancy and said James Augustine or Roger Powell or something like that. But I but I had to. You know, I, I like to zig when everybody or zag when everybody else zigs. I can respect that. I can respect that. 
All right, serious question for you here. Go ahead, Stevie. No, I just wanted to let everybody know we're talking with we're a wellness check on Eli Hershkovich, our our uh, radio.com lines odds maker, and you get to hear him on You Better You Bet. And we wanted to we wanted to keep him active, and so we gave him we're giving him lines to set. Yeah, I like the lines that you're setting. I have a question for you too, not to get too serious on you, but who do you like better, Dan McNeil or Danny Parkins? <laughs> wow. Can, can, I, can I set a line on that one too? <laughs> yeah. No, that's unfair. Uh, Dan Bernstein or Connor McKnight? Who do you like better? I will. I'll put him in a pool. Let me let me take some time here. Let me take the rest of the day. Get back to you guys next Saturday on that one. You know that that's going to take a little <laughs> okay. bit more, a little bit more effort in terms of setting the line instead of Ryan Pace and Bill O'Brien. You got to review the tapes on those guys. I understand. Exactly. Got to go back, listen to the podcast, and uh, go from there. All right, so will Brady throw a TD pass in a real NFL game in calendar year 2020, yes or no? It's a good one. I mean, it's basically asking, is the NFL going to come back in September or later? I would, I would set that line still at minus 125. I really do think we get the NFL back, and that's, just not, that's not me just hoping that we get sports back. But, again, if you're looking – three, four months down the road here, four or five months down the road, and, and looking ahead into training camp. I mean, I understand OTAs and mini camp. Mark knows this well from covering the Bears, obviously. But uh, training camp to me is, is what you need, end-all, be-all, to get football back, to get guys in shape. I mean, veterans are, are more or less showing up for, for training camp besides the other two. So I would, I would say I would still set the line at minus 125. I think we get football back. I think things calm down a little bit by then. You know, whether there's fans in the stadium or not, that's that's uh, that's another question. But I would still set the line at Brady throwing a touchdown pass um, in the calendar year at minus 125. Okay, all right. So, is um, today was there was in it, today there was news that ABC is reporting that Donald Trump turned to Alex Rodriguez. For his response on the, for what he thought about the president's response to the coronavirus response. So you can, if you want, set the odds on what were the chances that A-Rod's name would pop up in this from the White House. And or give me odds on the next names that will pop up that you would never believe. Any early thoughts on that, (laughs) Eli? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was pretty weird to see last night. Uh, I would have set, I would have set the odds that Donald Trump had called Alex Rodriguez in the first place before set before seeing that news at around maybe twenty to one. Uh, a guy that I never would. I mean, there was a tweet yesterday too from twenty thirteen of Donald Trump calling out a Rod for taking steroids. So you got to factor that into the line, right? And I would set that line at twenty to one or the odds of 20 to 1 that he would actually call A-Rod. The next guy that I would put on the list of people that I would never expect Donald Trump to give a call for, for COVID-19 advice is Pete Rose. Uh, but a guy <laughs> like me, he's a, he's a betting man, and I think he deserves, deserves some odds. So I would, set, I would set the odds that Donald Trump calls Pete Rose at around 30 to 1. But you never know these days, right? Where would you put Madonna? Oof. Uh, I, would, I would tick that up a little bit higher. 
just because Trump has called somebody that used to be in sports. So if he's going to go outside the realm of sports and call Madonna, I'm going to set that wadded up. 40 to 1. But again, who knows these days? All right. Hey, Eli, Stud- can, we, uh, practice, can we practice your words really quickly? <laughs> tournament and tournament. Tournament, uh, tournament, tournament, okay. tournament. How, all right, how all right. that, Mark? I'm, I'm glad you can still say, okay, let's try this one again. It's not an apple, but it's an orange. Very good. And one more. Um, it's uh, that game that people play in the summer. There's greens and there's putters and there's drivers. What's that game called? Golf, golf, right? Not golf, not golf, but golf. Very good. Okay, we're, we're gonna every time we have you on, we're just gonna we're gonna do three words and make sure that you don't have the East Coast accent. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. I gotta say too, you know, there is no elite eight to bet on today, but I'm even more depressed because I was betting on the AFL last Saturday. I at least had something to bet on the Aussie rules football, and I'll send you a tweet about this uh, after after this, but. The, the motion of the referee after a field goal is made, a field goal or an extra point is essentially worth more than a, what would be equivalent to a touchdown in the AFL, and it is the most hilarious motion that you could think of. I think we need to implement this motion into, into the American sports world once we get sports back. But either way, I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm still a little bit depressed today. We're sorry you're depressed. That's why we made a wellness check on you. Is this anything like Leslie Nielsen umpiring home plate in The Naked Gun? It's close, and I would even go as far to say that it's it's better. It's better than that, Steve. Ooh, wow! That's um, I can't wait to see that. Stud, you got any questions? You got any odds? Uh, You got some props you want Eli to set odds on? I got a prop. This isn't, and it's good to hear from you, Eli. It's good good to know you're doing well out there. By the way, also. I, I, I do agree with you on the Darren Williams theme with the 05 Illini comeback against Arizona because he was the real key to that comeback. But Thank I digress. you. Yes. Okay. I digress. Oh, anyway, suck, so here's my suck. question Whatever. for you. This is not Whatever. exactly sports-related, but I noticed how empty the train was on the blue line. I was the there, in. by the way. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was there. So here's my question for you. I want to do an over-under. Give me an over-under. How many people are on my car on the blue line on the way home this afternoon? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to go really with, good. I'm going to set it at over under two and a half. Now, does that Ooh. include me? E, no, it does not include you. So over under two and a half. I like that. We get the hook in there. And I would honestly take the under. I think you're, I think including you, you're going to get three people at, at a max. It was under on the way in. So that's probably a safe bet. All right, there we go. All right, before we let you go, let's say this is real life and baseball shows up and plays a, let's say, 140-game season. Whatever season they play, if if it counts as a season, more home runs. Chris Bryant, Eloy Jimenez. I'm going to take Eloy, and that's probably the homer in me. The the only fandom I have left, the only fandom I have left is probably to the White Sox. And I, I think Chris Bryant's going to bounce back season if we get a Major League Baseball season. But I think Eloy has a chance to win the win the uh, win the award for the most home runs across baseball uh, this season. So I think that I think the odds for that were around like forty to one going back to when they opened a couple months ago. So I'm going to take Eloy. I was actually considering making a bet on that. So there you go, Steve. I got an answer for everything on this show. Yeah, you do. I just didn't know if you'd if you'd if there'd be juice. You'd have to pay extra for. 
for Eloy because he seemed more likely, and if Bryant would be a a better bet if he'd get longer odds that you'd have to like yeah. more MVP. So I that's yeah, you could put here some numbers. <laughs> you could put longer odds on Brian. I, I I would agree with that. I would probably put Eloy maybe at around minus one fifteen. Brian at my, minus one hundred five. I mean, it's close. So yeah, I would I would lean towards Eloy there, even though he's obviously coming into his second year. But um, but it's but yeah, it's close, guys. Last question from me, Eli. What is the state better known as the Sunshine State in the United States of America? Florida. Very good. Not Florida. Florida. Okay, you're doing great. You're four for four on, on words. <laughs> he just didn't want to have you put the H in the middle of that. Florida. Right, Florida. That's another that's another dead giveaway East Coast. So you're you're okay. I feel like you've recovered from your last appearance with us. It's yeah. just tournament, guys. It's just tournament. That's the only East Coast word I'll ever have in my, in my diction. Just tournament, okay? Yeah, but Mark, there's another trap there because it's also the, the, the Philadelphia team that plays hockey is often known as the Flars. F-L-A-H-R-S. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. that. You hear that, don't that you? Sounds, that sounds like Southern accent. The Flars. No, they're the Flars oh. out there. Yeah, yeah, on, okay. the Schuylkill, on the Schuylkill. They're riding on the Schuylkill. Eli, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate you going along with this nonsense, and I'm glad you're well. Nice to hear you. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good rest of the show. All Bye, Eli. Right. Eli Hershkovich, uh, Radio.com, Odds Maker, You Better, You Bet. Um, he's terrific, and, and he went along with this, all this kind of nonsense. So there you go. We're happy he could. And um, he... The, we while we might think it's nonsense, there might be offshore places you can bet on crap like this. You can bet on other things, and we've seen probably. It. I mean, yeah. like, come on. I mean, you bet on bet on just about anything. Right. Um, Stevie Sunshine, do you want me to uh, come you up next? I have our top eight, the list of eight Bears games that we are going to replay on the score starting tomorrow. You know the number one because you've you've said it a couple of times, uh, but the other seven games that were chosen, and I was in on the committee to decide which games that we would replay, um, and I, I have the list for us uh, coming up next. I would love to do that. We'll, we'll break down the schedule. <laughs> <My friends. laughs> schedule. Yes. Schedule. It is. It's a score schedule of games. I like the it Bears is. to go undefeated in this. That's just me, though. All right. That would be a real there. mishap if we'd, we'd snuck a loss in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> right. There's a Thanksgiving Day game in Detroit. How did that get in there? All right. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Saturday Suckage. Thanks for listening. Hope you're doing well. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde, Saturday Suckage with you till 2 o'clock. 
We'll turn it over to Julie DeCaro and Maggie Hendricks here on The Score. Super 70 Sports, an hour ago tweeted, I'm just catching up on this, a picture of Hunter Thompson, John Cusack, Johnny Depp, cruising around town in a convertible with a sex doll. I don't know what it's apropos of. I just saw that, and I just finished Freak Kingdom from Freak Nation. It was the Hunter S. Thompson book that actually came recommended by Maggie's husband. And I loved Hunter S. Thompson. Everybody who writes loves Hunter S. Thompson. And it's, boy, some weird, strange stuff. Fear and loathing and Hunter Thompson. But that's quite a picture, i got to say. So, hi, Mark. How you doing? Steve, I am uh, doing very well. <laughs> That's a Thanks for asking. For you. Yeah. yeah, all right. Hey, Speaking man, we're just two guys sick. talking on a phone. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Speaking of sex dolls, how's the Bears radio schedule looking? Yeah, so, so <laughs> here, here's what's going on at 670 The Score. We will be airing starting tomorrow at noon for eight straight Sundays, classic Chicago Bears games. And... Our fearless leader, Mitch Rosen, asked me and several other people from the radio station who have a close eye on the Bears and have a good grasp on Bears history um, to, you know, give him a list of five to seven games that we individually thought should make this list of eight, eight great Bears games. Hey, Grody, can can I interject real quick here? How in the world yeah. was I not included in this as the number one I did, Bears I fan was, at the score? I'm sorry. I was insulted. unaware. Who was You're on like my committee? my radio Bears son. I, I mean, I'm I'm a little insulted too. Man. <laughs> Bears. I mean, um, it is what it I don't is. Know. I'm it's sure just... you guys got the list right, but I just want to say I can't believe I wasn't consulted. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed too, especially since you come at it from a very pure fan standpoint too. So I mean that that's what this is all about. So I don't know. I'm gonna you know we got to text text Mitch Rosen about this after uh, you know what get Mitch Rosen on the phone. We'll we'll discuss with him. Um, I'm actually a little bit disappointed too because um, there are two games two games that did not make it that I thought were no brainers on this list. So when after I read the list, maybe you can people can guess what those are, but they are, to me, glaring omissions. All the games on here are good, but there are two that didn't make the list. So if you want to take a guess at it after you hear the list here at 6711, please feel free to do so. Wait a um, minute. Tell you what, so, let's, let's, let's yeah. have – we already know the first game. Tomorrow is the playoff game against the Saints. Right. Right? The one right. that um, – yeah, 2007 NFC title game. Correct. To get Reggie into the Super Bush, Bowl. Yes. the big oops. Yeah. Okay. That was a game to Thomas Jones, big game, couple TDs. Yep. So there's seven more to go, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And and does does because I want studs to be able to guess at this. He he felt left out. I wanted him to see see. I wanted him to offer some guesses at this. Adam Studzinski, our producer right now, and and one thing you might need to know, I would want to know is. Do we have to have the radio rights to this game? Does the company need the yeah, radio rights? Yeah, so, so that's a really important distinction to make. So these are games in the last 20 years. So there's no 80s Bears games. There's no 90s Bears games. Basically, this is 2000 and up. Does that help you, Studs? That's very helpful, actually. That's okay. need, I, was, I, I, was, I was pretty sure that's what it was, but that's good because 
naming Bears games before 2000 would be a little difficult for me outside of like 1985 because, you know, from 1990 when I was born to 2000, I was not really cognizant of anything that was going well, on. Well, the other part, too, Studs, is that if it honestly, if it had been all the Bears games, they would be 100% every single game would have been from the 80s. That's, that's no true. Joke. That's all. Yeah, so, just, just no, replay no, no, the 85 Mark, season. But Mark would have lobbied for the 1994 upset of Minnesota because his guy. <sighs> Dave oh. wants that coach that upset in, uh, I'm telling in, in you. the ultra back game. And then they went to San Francisco. Raymond Harris. And they got, they're still picking pieces of Wani's bears off the field in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next as, week. As, as great as that Minnesota win was because it was so unexpected winning on the road in the wild card, the San Francisco loss was equally terrible. You are right. All right, studs, what you got, buddy? Okay, so I think I'm going to guess that also included in there is going to be the Bears' divisional win against the Seahawks in that same season as the NFC Championship win. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, 2007, that was the the 49-yarder field goal by Robbie Gold in, in overtime. Um, a, a Grossman pass to, I like reading these names, to Rashid Davis to put them in position for that field goal. And this was a, a game saver for Rex Grossman, who really had a bad game that day, a pick and a fumble. But yes, that ranks at number three on this particular list. All right. So I'm not going in any particular order here. I'll stick with the same yeah, season. The, the, the Cardinals, the Monday night football game against the Cardinals. Is that one in there? Number two, 2006 Bears regular season win in Arizona. We all know the Erlacher 19 tackles, Devin Hester kick return or punt return TD. The you, we we are who they thought they were. Dennis Green <laughs> and the the most the most amazing part about that game, guys, is the Bears had six turnovers and three points on offense, and they come back from 20 to win that game. All right, let me think here. I'm gonna blink so on three the down. Year. I, this was in what year was this? I want to say 2013 or 2014 when the Bears beat the Packers on Thanksgiving night. Is that one in there? Um, Brett Favre's homecoming Packers. game. Um, that is not on the list. Uh, that one, not maybe on that list. one was a little too personal because. That was I remember because yeah, it was Brett Favre's homecoming game. It was Thanksgiving, and the Bears had a goal line stand from inside the five to end up winning the game. Like, how many victories over the Packers do you get to choose from? I thought that was a gimme. Yeah, no, there are actually <sighs> okay. two other Packers there. games. What year was that one? That Thanksgiving 20, one you just said. 15, maybe 20 okay, I'm just making sure I'm just checking my math here no it's not on there 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 are two Packers games on here though games against the Green Bay Packers oh I gotta try to think of those Packers ones so I'll work my way back to that one so okay. let's draw back to 2001 Either I'm gonna uh, this one might be a little too general, but I'm gonna say either of the Mike Brown games. I probably more likely the one against the Browns where they had to score twice in the last minute. That is such a great guess, and this was my big upset. I had suggest I think those were at the top of my list that I turned into Mitch Rosen, and neither of those was selected. Neither what? of the Mike Brown games from 2001 were selected. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was that was the what. 
That was one of my favorite Bears years ever, too, because it was unexpected. And yeah, they did what they did in those back-to-back games, and of course, and then they were they were murdered almost literally by uh, by Hugh Douglas in the playoffs that year. But yeah, that's an upset, man. Neither of those two made the list. Sorry. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Who who else is on this voting committee, Mark? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was a secret ballot, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 there were several games on here that I that. Right, um, well, we don't I mean, know, I think all the games the here are worthy. They, yeah, okay. the votes if were the not votes revealed. Weren't revealed. Then it was rigged. It was what Mitch wanted. It was what Spilkus wanted. Okay. Does this throw you off your game, Adam, or you got some more guesses? Uh, let me. Th- I think that I can. I can throw a couple more out there. How about the win against the Rams last season, 2018 against the Rams? That was probably a little too. I'm, uh, another game that I voted on and did not make the list. Oh man, that's the greatest defensive performance in my lifetime that I've ever seen from the Bears. But okay, it was a great defensive performance. And it was kind of symbolic of yeah, the Bears are here. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was the Rams were great. Yeah, you know, Sunday night football, taking down the one of the best teams in the game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought that was rather significant. There, there is, um, there. You know what? There's one game from 2018 that made the list. Ooh, okay. Man, that would have been my pick, that one right there. So if then maybe the win against the Packers that won in the division the, the next week? Yes. All right, there it yes. is. Yes, Trubisky, two TDs in that game. Eddie Jackson, remember, had an interception that broke Aaron Rodgers' string of 402 straight passes without a pick, and obviously significant because they win the division and it's against the Packers. So that's the – all right, so that's one of the – you said there's another win against the Packers in there? Yeah, one more win against the Packers, and um, yeah. Hmm. Would it be, by chance, another game from the 2006 season, the opening win against the Packers where they beat them like 26 to nothing? No, you're close on the year. I'll give you this one. It was 2005, week 16. The Bears clinch again against Green Bay. It's at Lambeau Field. It's the Bears sweeping Green Bay in the regular season for the first time since 1991. Lance Briggs had a uh, pick six in that game, but it was 2005 to clinch. I forgot that they clinched against the Packers that season. I'm glad that a game from the Honestly, I did too. made it, though. Yeah, no, that's good. That was a good one. I did not. That was not on my list, but it, it belongs on this list. So how many? How many left do we have? So you have. Let's see. Let me cross out these guys. Um, one, <laughs> two, three. Three, three to left. go. Three Ooh, to go. Man. It's gonna get three tough. Three to go. Um, let me. Let me. Uh, let's see. There are just to speed things along a little bit. I will tell you that. Two are from calendar year 2010, and then there's one more from 2005. 2010, so that would be probably the division playoff win against the Seahawks? Yeah, 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 exactly. 35-24 win. Um, If you might recall, this was a day in which Cutler – his first pass attempt in a playoff game ever, 58-yard strike for a touchdown to Greg Olson. Against the worst playoff team ever. Yeah, it was. Weren't they a 500 team, Seattle? No. They were like two the games first under. Year of, they were seven games and under. Nine. Seven and nine. Yeah, that was right. the that was Pete the, Carroll's first year, I want to say. That was after the Beast Quake, the week after they beat the Saints at home. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. 
Yeah. The beast All right, two more. Two more. One from 2010 and one from 2005. Neither are obviously playoff games. Okay. Well, I guess that's not necessarily obvious. <sighs> this is going to be tough. I'm trying to pick out significant games from either of those seasons. Yeah, I get to it. These, I'd be, I'd be really impressed if you look got at, these. Look at one, one of them. I definitely a voted. Significant on. performance, right? If not necessarily a big game, but it was probably involved yeah, spectacular yeah. One, one of them. That is, that is correct. That is correct, so Steve. How many times did Devin, Devin has to run back six kicks for touchdowns? You're on. You're on to something. So uh-huh. yeah, be an individual 2010. Stevie Sunshine, 2010, the Bears beat Minnesota 40 to 14. Um, this is a game that, if you recall, the Metrodome had had been punctured, so they had to play this game at TCF Stadium. I think is where the, the Minnesota Golden Gophers play. Mm-hmm. Um, and Devin Hester made history that day. He broke Brian Mitchell's record for return touchdowns on that day. It's also the day. That Brett Favre was knocked out, and by whom? Does anybody remember by whom? Corey Wooten. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Ended yep. the career, and that was Brett Favre Former. was listed as out before the game, and then he's the starting quarterback, and he was out after the game. Yes, yes, and Corey, yeah, Corey <clears throat> Wooten, the the Northwestern product, works for Fox Thirty Two these days. All right, one more, guys. One more from two thousand and five. I have no idea when it was, but I'm just going to guess it was the game Nathan Vasher ran back 109 yards. That there was, no, it was the this... Giants game, and the ruddy-faced, the ruddy-faced Tom Coughlin was out there wondering why his guys didn't tackle anybody <laughs> on the field goal that had no chance of being well, made. I thought that was the Devin Hester return, right? Was Nate it? Vasher was against All the right, Niners. Right. Yeah, that's true. It was, but I remember the ruddy-faced Tom Coughlin. So it was Devin Hester running that back. That's not it, Mark. I like to think Giants of him as game. the. So the the um, no the 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 final one here, 2005, an eight-degree night in prime time at Soldier Field. The Bears beat the Falcons. Here was the significance of this game. Oh, oh. this was a. Remember this? Kyle Orton was the quarterback to start the game for, for two quarters, and then sort someone unexpectedly, Rex Grossman appeared. He had been down and injured. I think it was an ankle injury. He'd been out forever, and he came into the game. He didn't, like, go crazy, but he, he sparked the crowd, and he and he ended up winning the game for the Bears, and the Bears would, would advance to 10-4. and four. It was just a very significant... A rally point to get Rex Grossman back on that freezing cold night. And I emphasize that, guys, because I was there in the stands <laughs> sitting in the south end zone freezing. Crazy. How about also the job the Bears defense did against Michael Vick in that game? I just looked this up because I remember watching. Oh, my that God. Game. Yeah, it, he had minus 14 yards rushing. Mike Vick in peak Mike Vick, minus 14 yards rushing. Yeah, it's Brian the Bears Urlacher always played Mike pretty Vick, well. Yes. He- he caught Mike Vick, but he got juked by Tom Brady. <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> In the so, same season, the too, right? That was the same season. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's football for you, mister. All right. We so there it is, right. guys. And then tomorrow so will be so recap, uh, tomorrow recap at Recap the list. Recap the list. Okay. Starts tomorrow against the Saints. Recap the list. You'll hear it on the score on seven consecutive Sunday noons. Yes. So, yes, that is tomorrow, the Saints game. 
the number two on the list, the Bears' regular season win over Arizona in 06, the Hester game, the Erlacher game, the Dennis Green game, however you want to characterize it. 2007, the Bears' divisional playoff win against Seattle, the Robbie Gold 49-yarder in OT to win it. 2010, the divisional playoff win against the 7-9 Seattle Seahawks. In uh, 2018 then, number five here on the list, the Bears' division-clinching win against Green Bay and route to that uh, 12-win season for the Bears. Number six on the list, 2005, Week 16, the Bears clinch against Green Bay. In 2010 then, number seven on the list, the Bears beating Minnesota outdoors, Hester, History, and Favre knocked out by Corey Wooten. And then number eight on the list, the Bears beating the Falcons, as we were just discussing, with Rex Grossman coming off the bench for Kyle Orton. There you go. Studs, nice job. I thought you did a really good job figuring that out. Yeah, you were right on the Mike Brown thing, and Grody was right, too, and Mitch rigged the voting for whatever he wanted. I don't know why he did. <laughs> so we'll take a break. We'll come back and then close out this um, <clears throat> epic thing. Um, I, I did want to report this. I, I trying to find happy endings as much as you can in this time of um, isolation and quarantining and um, the Houston Chronicle reported that Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, you know, one of the many fine quarterbacks who is not with the Bears, he fed yeah. nurses. He fed nurses on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic at a Houston hospital Friday. He catered lunch and dinner at the Ben Taub Hospital. It's an acute care facility in a level one trauma center near Energy Stadium, where, of course, the Texans play. He had 200 lunches delivered by Sticky's Chicken. I have no idea what that is. And another 200 dinners scheduled for last night for the night shift. He's also provided meals in his hometown of Gainesville, Georgia. He's done that this week and donated hundreds of meals to local hospitality workers who lost their jobs or had their income affected due to the coronavirus. Quality human being there. I just wanted to let... People know, and I know the United Center, the Bulls and Bears, and the people who run the United Center got to bear and they got together in their staging area for people who can drop off masks and gloves and any any um, PPE, personal protection equipment that can go to hospitals, that can go to nurses, that can go to doctors, to go to EMTs, to first responders. The United Center is offering itself as a staging area for those kind of donations and compliments to them. Compliments to them. Thank you to them. And as we started the show, I'll end the show too here, if it's not exactly the ending, but thank you, health professionals. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you for what you do. So um, we'll take a break. Saturday Suckage, Rosenblum and Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Bottom of the hour was brought to you by Northwestern Football. Coach Fitz and the Wildcats host Nebraska and Maryland this fall at Ryan Field. Buy tickets now at NUSports.com. Okay, we should make this a weekly segment here on Saturday Suckage, the most Canadian thing ever. And this week's version of it was tweeted out by Canadian Network Sportsnet. Can a, uh, and it was, can a gender reveal be any more Canadian? So there's Shannon Zabados. She is the a former goaltender for the Canadian national team. And her husband is firing a puck at her from and out in the woods. And the puck happens to be pink. She catches it, pink explodes, and now you know that Shannon is pregnant with a girl. 
and that is a Canadian gender reveal. <laughs> Fired and caught in the glove of a former goaltender for the Canadian national team. So there you go. It's, well, Steve, it's like a weekly thing with us, up. the most Canadian thing ever. Yeah, you can continue to come up with that content, man. <laughs> we'll keep that bit going, buddy. Just doing my best. All right. Um, I want to thank everyone who is, uh, who is making guesses for the, for the team. They were, you know, the 312 tweeted in or texted in, neither Mike Brown game Mitch Rosen, you are ridiculous. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. So I can't believe that wasn't. That was, they were critical. That was just such a, and, and before that, he had said it's, he, he, they lost in Cleveland. He goes, it's like we suck. That was a, a well, that quote spent, hung around the whole year. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you got home. Yeah, you know, the, the only, um, a couple of other, like, honorable mention that that I voted for, but I didn't necessarily think had to be on the list, but I did put a vote in for the the Keith Trailer interception rumbling down the field before mm-hmm. he ran out of gas. Remember that? Yeah. Um, there was there was that game. I'm trying to think of there was, I, I told you the Mike Brown games were left off of my list, but, um, yeah, yeah, there are many. Many games that we could all go through, but I think maybe the idea was to get as get as many Devin Hester, Jeff Joniak calls in the list as possible. It, it appears that there was something formulaic about that. Well, I like the I like the Bears' chances to go undefeated in this score series. That's just, but that's just me. Win, win, a win. All right, I want to thank. Uh, Jim Schwantz, mayor of Palatine, checked in Palatine's lockdown and uh, also the Bears' free agent signings. David Schuster for movie trivia. We'll do an Ask David Anything next week. Eli, setting odds because on ridiculous things because there's nothing else to do. Adam Studzinski, Zach Withers produced this thing. want to thank everyone who listened, texted, tolerated us. We leave you with something from the master, Vince Scully. Hi, everybody, and a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. Excuse me, that's form a habit. But uh, wherever you may be, that means most of you are home, just as I am, waiting, hopefully, for opening day. I trust all is well. I hope you are far and away from any sickness, and I miss you. You know, when I retired, people asked me, what do you miss the most? And I told them, I miss the roar of the crowd. And I miss the people, the people that I saw daily in the stadium, the workers, the ushers, the ladies cooking the hot dogs. I miss the ladies running the elevators up and down. Uh, Those were the people, the ladies who worked in the lunchroom. And of course, in the press room, the writers. In other words, I didn't really miss the players because once I got involved with radio and TV, I didn't have a chance to hang out by the batting cage. Also, I stopped trying to hang out once the players started to call me Mr. Anyway, these are tough times. Certainly, I don't have to tell you that. But having lived as long as I have lived, I've seen this country, the greatest country on earth, get off its knees, literally and figuratively. 
when they were down and out during the depression and when they were on their knees after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. And what happened then, they unleashed a tiger. The tiger was the whole country pulling together and getting not only back on its feet, but saving the whole world. So you and I, yeah, things are tough, but we'll be up off our knees soon. And we just want to remind you about that. And in the meantime, spend the precious time at home with your family, pray a little bit more like most of us will do. And above all, try to smile because when you smile, that makes everybody else feel better. God bless. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.